these are the types of moments where you sit down and you reflect that help inform those big decisions that can slightly move the dial on your business compass and really change the trajectory of what you're doing. It can add up to tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars different in revenue. And it can also add up to hours and hours back of time that you want to create in your business. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. How do you actually project how much money you will make in a year? First, you split the 12 months into quarters and then come up with plans for each quarter. So today I'm pulling back the curtain to show you what a quarter one review looks like and not just any quarter one review. I'm sharing what my bank account looks like after the first three months of the year have passed compared to what I expect to make for the whole year. And I'm going to show you how you can do it too. Okay. Do you have enough agonizing fun on your calendar? What the what is agonizing fun? Well, there's pleasure fun. And in your business, this might look like going bowling with your team for a team building or doing a branding photo shoot. So fun. It's light. It's easy. It feels luxe. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm all for infusing fun into your business. But if you're spending too much time in pleasure fun, you're robbing yourself of a level of depth in your life and in your business that you really just can't do without. Agonizing fun isn't just an oxymoron. Nope. It's a version of fun. Something that we can opt into by choice to experience deep joy. This might look like creating a live event or writing your book. Going to sit down to write when you agreed you would is not always going to feel fun, but having the book in your hand, seeing your name on the New York Times bestseller list, speaking on stage and witnessing your attendees revel in the details that you spent hours deciding and procuring, that is fun. Agonizing fun requires you to push yourself. And I don't mean overwork. I don't mean neglect your mental and physical health. Remember, the hype sesh is about the tough love that you need to hear that you're not always getting on all those other podcasts that are reminding you about your self-care and your boundaries. Yes, do all that too. This is about the hard stuff, okay? I don't mean to neglect all of the parts of you that are feeling stressed out and or overworked. What I mean is set up a metaphorical Spartan race in your Q3. Do you know these kind of races, the obstacle races that are designed to challenge you and bring out your fighting spirit and lean on the people around you? Rally together towards the goal because you're all in the thick of it together. I actually just signed up for one of these races, these Spartan races. It's a 10K with 25 obstacles. And I'm going to be doing it with my husband, my brother, my dad, my sister-in-law, and my cousin. And we're all at different fitness levels. And we're all kind of a little intimidated, mostly because my husband brought up this article about it that was like, you're going to die. We're like, great. But because, <laughs> because we're not trying to prove anything to anyone, we're all just in it to level ourselves up from that level that we're at. My sister-in-law started texting me after she agreed to do this because I have powers of persuasion. She was like, Jess, I stayed up late to work and chase my brother. And I both thought I was going to bail on the gym, but I didn't thought you'd appreciate 
And I can't express the importance of these little moments. Just having this goal on the horizon for her is making her show up better in the little moments. She added agonizing fun to her Tuesday morning because agonizing fun was on the calendar for her in two months. Okay. And I know that when we're in business, Monday through Friday, we can lose sight of our balance. So give yourself a gut check before we dive into the topic. Are you seeking shallow fun over true joy in your experience? Where can you test your limits? Be brave. Push the envelope of the type of business owner that you are. This is not an invitation to add a new offer for the love of God. No, this is an invitation to deepen the way that you connect with your current offer, your goals, and your clients. Be bold. They say that you can't know an emotion if you haven't experienced its opposite. What is happiness if there isn't sadness? I always think of that movie Pleasantville where everything is just pleasant. It's surface level. It's black and white. You can't, and it's not even black and white, right? It's really more like gray. You can't know the feeling of true success without feeling failure. So the next time you go to schedule, do yourself a favor, plan a big bit of agony to unlock its opposite, true joy. Okay. Here's what we've got for you in this episode today. We had our hype sesh. We got our hype sesh. This is the part of the episode that has been known to cause you to spit out whatever you're drinking. So swallow whatever is in your mouth. If you're drinking water, coffee, I will not be responsible for any water damage to your electronics. Okay. We're going to drop the mic, splash you with some cold water. And then once we get through our hype sesh, we're going to shout out the client of the week had some really incredible things happening over in happening sessions now called the masterful CEO school. And I want to let you in on some of the wins they're having over there. Then we're going to dive into the topic of the week, which is my Q1 review. What? But it's, we're in the middle of Q2. Yes, I know. I'm sorry that I'm just getting this review to you now, but I didn't forget. And I think that those of you who respond back and let me know what episodes you love the most. And if you're just a brand new listener here, please let me know what episodes you resonate with. If this is one of those, um, let me know. You want to hear more behind the scenes, more transparency of business owners so that you're not just thinking, Hey, is this girl just telling me what she thinks would work? And is just a motivational expert. Cause I am that, but what results is she actually getting in her business? Does the math add up to back up all these tips that she's getting? And I want to show you the math of my business behind the scenes because I haven't figured everything out, but of course I'm always learning and stretching and growing my business every year. And I have very particular growth goals, some of which I'm hitting some of which I am falling flat on my face and I'm going to share all of that with you. So this is going to be my Q1 review and then I'm going to give you an update on what we've got over in the Sincerely Future You coaching space so you know how uh, you can come and work with us and how you can apply all of this that you learn on the podcast. And then we're going to sign off and give you a little love to leave you for the rest of your day inspired. Okay. So without further ado, let us give a shout out to the client of the week. Client celebration of the week is Ashley. Ashley, congratulations, because as we speak, she is day 
Juan into launching her brand new offer and business today. You can find her at Beauty Marks NYC on Instagram. And also you can find her on her website as well. And Ashley is a creative consultant and event producer of all kinds, but really she is a beauty activist. And this is something that really didn't exist. She was kind of on the cutting edge of this. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? Beauty activism? What is that? And she was a part of defining this movement that is pretty popular and out there and trending where people are starting to redefine what beauty means to them instead of looking to the beauty industry to define what beauty is, right? What size is beautiful? What shape is beautiful? What skin color is beautiful? And she helps businesses and brands infuse beauty activism and make sure that they are actually promoting and marketing with standards that align with their values. So she's a really interesting gal. And she said, this is the calmest I've ever felt going into a launch. She's like, I've been launching. She's been in business for plenty of years. I mean, over 10 years. And she said that this launch, she's never felt so calm. And I just want to congratulate you on that intangible win, Ash, because I know that especially speaking as a mom and someone who, when we are in the thick of our life and then we're trying to think about our business, it can really pull us from the things that matter to us. And the fact that you're feeling super calm and able to still be present with your daughter, with your spouse, with your friends, and in those moments as well, that is not something that you can really put a price on. But I am so excited for you and so proud of you. Go check her out if you're looking for someone. She also is producing the first live event for the Masterful CEO School in July and working with her behind the scenes on that has been such a lifesaver. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Congrats. Okay, let's dive in to this Q1 review. So I can tell you guys what has been working, what has not been working and what I'm going to do differently after this review. So I did a three-month review within my mastermind, and these are some of the questions that I answered. And after I was answering them, I was like, wow, I really need to share this on the podcast because it's been so insightful to me. And these are the types of moments where you sit down and you reflect that help inform those big decisions that can slightly move the dial on your business compass and really change the trajectory of what you're doing. It can add up to tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars different in revenue. And it can also add up to hours and hours back of time that you want to create in your business. And trust me, again, I've been mentioning it a lot, but for those of you who are moms and you're entering into the summer season, like school is coming to a close. What the F we got to figure out how we are going to manage our time within our business so that we can be present when our kids are home. Okay. So my F yeah goal for the first three months was to sell out happening sessions. So that offer is only sold twice a year, once in March and once in September. Well, it's actually sold four times a year. So for those of you 
who um, don't know and you're new to the show, I have an offer that was called Happening Sessions. It is now going to be called the Masterful CEO School. And basically, this is a six-month coaching container for business owners who are looking to scale their business and in the meantime, not lose their time and not lose their mind. So we're scaling your money and also scaling your time and your calm at the same time. And within happening sessions, I have a pre-launch and then a final launch weeks before we start. And then I also have um, a pre-launch in the middle of the summer, which is coming up July 10th for my September crew. And then we're going to launch again, beginning of September, if it is not yet sold out for that group. So um, my first goal was to sell that out. I wanted 15 people and I had run the group twice before the previous year. And I had the same goal of 15. And the first round I had seven and the second round I had 10. And in March we sold out at 15. So we have 15 members in happening sessions. It was my third attempt. And the first time that I actually hit that goal, I've talked about that before on the show where we talked about how to be sold out. There was so much experimenting that went into this going into the week of, I was actually at 10 again and only had five spots and I decided to tweak my strategy. So I decided to test a couple of other things. I decided to reach out directly to, I think 15 of the people who had said yes and or had been on a consult to work with me one-on-one within the last three or four months and ended up being a no for various different reasons. And so I wanted to reach back out to them to see if now was the time and if happening sessions was the fit. And also something I wanted to test out was just like being really transparent. Like what would it take? Is it that you're no longer interested and you're going in another direction? But I didn't leave any room for them to be be vague. Like, no, I'd love to, but, you know, the timing's just not right. And, you know, I've got so much going on with the kids. It's like, that's not a real answer. That's There's no data that you can get from that that's going to help you change the way that you approach your business. So I asked them some very clear questions and I just created a safe space for them to be like, listen, this is just all learning for me. I appreciate you taking the time. Like I know that you told me you wanted to commit to your goals and business goals. What is holding you back? I already have a money back guarantee on all of my offers. So my clients rarely have money as the excuse, but a couple of them did say that, um, you know, if payment plans were broken down to a little bit less per month, that just in the first couple of months, they'd be able to do that. So I offered it. I offered a very specific test offer of breaking down the payment plan further. I I do not subscribe to discounts. I'm very thoughtful about pricing and the value of my offer and making sure that it matches what we're getting and that we're still over delivering on what the price is. So I don't offer discounts, but I did extend a payment plan. And of those 15 people that I offered to it with five spots, two of them just ended up needing a reconversation to revisit their goals and they had signed on. And then three of them did end up signing on with 
a extended payment plan. So we're testing this out. I'm not sure if I'm going to offer this again for July, but so far it's actually worked out the great, really great. Um, I, one of the things I, uh, hired my current business coach for right now. Um, her name is Melanie Childers is because she's a feminist business coach and she also helps you make your business more equitable and more accessible. And that's something that uh, my previous business coach, you know, did not address at all. I didn't learn any of that from her. So I wanted to kind of take both and see what fit for this. So I'm testing this out. And what I've found so far is that the people that opted in, in the payment plan have actually been some of the most committed to the program and have gotten some of the quickest results. So I was really pleased to see that I have had zero people drop on the payment. So I don't think that I'm attracting a um, less committed or a less um, ready client. I think that truly it has become a more equitable, accessible program. Now the payment plan will extend beyond when the offer is. So happening sessions will end in September and their payments will continue on for a couple of more months. And I haven't experienced what that is like yet. So I'm not thrilled about that. So likely, and I'm giving you guys a, a very future potential is that I will offer this extended payment plan in July for pre-enrollment only um, so that the payment plan ends at the end of the September class instead of it going on beyond the offer. Um, so really excited about that learning, learned so much about that in Q1. My other goal was to plan and execute my first live event for my clients. Now this offer is not something that I rolled into the cost of the happening session. So I am taking it completely out of my business profits, which I don't typically recommend doing. However, in this case, I just wanted to do it. I was ready. I felt really ready to do offer this live event. The summer was coming. I was like, my group was so engaged with each other. I was like, I want to get these people all in a room. They're just so kick-ass. We need to do it now. So I'm testing it out in a one-day thing. And I'm, I feel pretty good about that. Again, I wasn't going into debt to create the event, but I am go going into a good portion of my profits. Um, but I have worked that into my plan for the year. And then third goal was my back end goals. So I really wanted to clean up my business back end for massive scaling next year. So, um, my goal for my revenue goal for this year is 300 K, which I believe pretty strongly that we could do more. However, I want everything to be in place on the back end to make sure that the delivery does not suffer at all. It's number one, most important for my clients that the delivery is there. So for back end, I wanted to make sure I had legal all set up. So I finally LLC'd. Um, I went into contract with a network for the podcast is under bright sided podcasting. And I'm excited about that. So I hired a brand new accountant and I started doing quarterly taxes. I added my accountant as a resource to my clients. So I'm having her come in and speak as well as my lawyer come in and speak to my clients so that they know what 
it would look like in their business to bring people on like this. I did an entire rebrand with Janelle. Um, Janelle is my executive assistant and she's also a designer. And so we redesigned and figured out all of my offers. So we have the splash pad, which is for beginner uh, business owners or people who just have an idea and want to start a business. Then we have the masterful CEO school, which was formerly happening sessions. Felt like we really just outgrew the what's happening brand. It felt young. It felt youthful. It felt like my twenties. And when I started it, I was a happiness scientist. Everything was about happiness. And that's really, while it's a part of everything that I do, it's not who my future business is attracting. And then the legacy room will be my 2024 room for seven figure and eight figure scaling business owners who really want to build beyond their business. We're talking, they want to think about their legacy. They want to think about their impact, whether it's in their community or worldwide or for their future and for their family and for their children. Okay. And then we changed the name of the company from what's happening to sincerely future you officially. So it's caught up to the podcast. You guys, everything is sincerely future. You, you can see all of this new branding over at sincerely future It actually just went live this week. So very exciting. Um, and then also I wanted to, on the back end, my goal was to put an offboarding process in place. So I wanted to make sure that when clients were leaving, they weren't just like, okay, peace, goodbye. And then when we needed a testimonial from them, we'd reach out. It felt just not great to me. It didn't feel an integrity to not have a process for speaking to them and getting their feedback right after the program ended. I didn't have a way. It was kind of like program ended, didn't talk to them until just something came up or they popped up on my Instagram and I'd be like, how are things? Right. And so we created an offboarding process where people, um, give feedback and leave reviews and the feedback has been so good and thorough. We've already helped to make changes to our worksheets, to our formats, adding an intro call just for new members to the masterful CEO school. Um, it's going to make the, the programs so much better. I really recommend putting an offboarding process in place if you do not have that and you're a service provider. Okay. And then we had growth goals that were uh, separate from like the project focus goals. So growth goals included, I wanted to return to weekly emails and really reconnect with my email audience as well as add to my email subscribers. And then I wanted to get feedback from you guys. I want wanted to have 50 podcast reviews by June 1st. So in the first three months, I believe we ended up at about 16 reviews. And then I think as of right now, we're at 30 reviews. So we're at June 2nd right now as I'm recording this. Yeah, we did not hit our goal. And really that was because I only focused on it when I thought of it. So this was not worked into my calendar, which is why I say all of the time, right? If you have your goals, you have to have a system for making sure that not just your tasks, but your goals are reflected in your calendar. Your team understands what the goals are. They are setting their tasks or they're asking, hey, I know we have this goal 
I don't see how I'm working towards it. Right. Um, and so I did not do a good job of making sure that that goal was reflected on our calendar. It was kind of like randomly, I'd be like, Oh, can you send out a, an email to past clients? Or I would post about it on social, or I'd ask you guys here, Hey, leave a review. But because I was doing this episode, I was like, Oh, let's revisit these goals because these growth goals, we actually did a semi poor job, (laughs) um, reaching out to now my FBI goals. Let's see the huge difference. We hit every single one of those goals. We sold out happening sessions. We planned and we're in the process of executing it's on July 8th. So that wasn't happening in the first quarter. Um, but it's going to happen in July 8th is technically Q3. So we are, I really want to start thinking about what is the difference between the goals that you achieve and the goals that you don't achieve. Now, there are two ways to fail at a goal. There's what I call failure collection, which is where you set up a plan for your goal. You show up to that plan, to your goal. And when you're evaluating, you realize that, oh, your plan just didn't quite match up to what the result was going to be. Maybe you underestimated what you were going to have to do, or you you didn't quite have the beliefs to back what you were doing. So you were just kind of faking it in showing up in your action plan. And you learn that through reflecting. That's the good type of failure. That's the type of failure that I want to see when I'm doing these reflections on my own business. I want to say, hey, we set this plan. We showed up to it. The results didn't match. What do we have to do differently? It shows us what worked, what didn't work. It gives us the data. But the type of failing that is inexcusable for a business owner is escape failure. That's where we just don't really show up to the plan at all, or we don't even set a plan to begin with. So we're saying we failed, but that's not really a fail. It's really just sloppy planning. And, or it's a lack of commitment. And when I look at my goals, my FEA goals, the ones that were written on my board, the one, the word sold out is written on this ring. You guys, I knew that my plan for this year, there was nothing more important to me than selling out that room at the number that I wanted in that room. I knew everything was going to come together. The energy was going to be better. If I did my job in making sure that that room was full and I, it was top of mind. It was clear. Everything that we were doing was aligned with that goal. And my back end goals, I was like, we're cleaning everything up. That's what's happening. Janelle knew I was like accounting, the rebrand, the legal, the offboarding, it's all happening. Everything needs to be in place this year so that we can scale from 300 K to a million next year. Instead of this year from my goal was to 250 K to 300 K we hit just under 200K last year. So really going from 200 to 300, not a huge gap in the way that I like to grow, but the next year, 300 to a million, that's a big, big scale. And the reason why I feel comfortable doing that is because I'm going to have all of the back end completely in place. I'm going to have had planned and executed all the, the foundational pieces for my offers. And now I just need to 
dial up the marketing and the selling. That's it. That's all that needs to happen. So I think that I feel really confident that I'll be able to do those FIA goals. But now I'm looking at this and I'm like, hey, my growth goals were to get some podcast reviews, to get more lead capture, to get more people to be reading my emails so that when I'm writing these emails that I just spend so much time, put so much time and thought into, there's so much value in these emails. And I'm like, there's only a couple hundred people reading these. No, what is happening? I, I wasn't committed. I, the, the intact, the alignment of what I'm doing in my calendar doesn't show me that I believe what I'm saying when I set these goals. Yes, I did return to weekly emails, so feel good about that. Yes, I did do some things when it came to podcast reviews, but 50 podcast reviews, you guys, that is not that hard. I am coming to tell you this is like confessional style. Okay, you better believe that within the next, I'm just going to say it so that we can be committed and I'll give you some follow-up. Within the next two weeks, there will be 50 podcast reviews in total on this show. And if you want to be a part of that goal, me reaching that goal, please do leave me a review. You just give me some feedback on this episode and I will shout you out on the show. Uh, this helps other new people find the show so that we can create this movement. And trust me, you guys, when I get momentum, when there is a movement, I over deliver. And we can have you guys on the show. We can do, I have plans to do an in-person live recording. You guys can come. It's just going to be a party over here. So please, my goals are your benefit, your goals as well. Appreciate it. All right. And more email subscribers. No, I think I got like a handful of more email subscribers. And I definitely had some attrition because I have started to, focus on offering to new clientele, even within the last two years has been the first time that I started speaking only to business owners where I had a lot of people on my email list that were subscribing back to when my blog was about happiness experiments. So it was for everyone. So I'm still having people unsubscribe that don't own businesses. And I love that. And I want that. So I'm like, we got to double down on the email subscribers. I did not create. I started to create a free offer that you would get when you subscribe to the email list. But right now people are just subscribing to their email list when they're like, I just want to hear more of what Jess has to say. No, you guys need more than that. I want to give you some things, right? We need some incentives in our business for people to do things. They've got other things on their mind competing with their priorities. I've got so many emails in my inbox. The idea of adding another one, it better be juicy. It better be really good, right? So I want to make sure that I am living up to that for you. I don't want you to just subscribe to an email just because I said, no, it's got to be better than that. All right. So it's been really enlightening for me to see in my Q1 review what the difference in my brain is between an F yeah goal, those goals that I are non-negotiable and my growth goals, those things that I'm like, mm, yeah, be nice. Yeah. Might as well not even write those down right? Because I'm not taking them seriously. So FBI goals or nothing. That's how I'm viewing it now. And then in Q1, let's just talk about uh, what am I proud of myself for? So proud, we mentioned that I sold out when that was my word of the year. 
so fun. I'm proud that I've continued to sell one-on-one with zero active marketing for that offer. So I opened up five one-on-one spots that I have at any given moment throughout the year. And basically they just continue to be full at five. One, one goes away. Another person pops up and they're like, okay, I'm ready for one-on-one coaching. And it's been really kind of amazing because that used to be such a struggle. And if you're in that place, if you're a coach that's listening to this or has a service offer and you're just trying to get to a consistent five, I remember that. Hold on. Don't worry. You're just in the phase that you're at. Don't use any of my reviews to compare to where you're at. Okay. So this whole review is for me and for you guys to see in transparency, even at the multiple six-figure level, like there's things that we're figuring out. There's things that are not perfect behind the scenes, right? That's never going to be the case. Um, And then I'm also proud that I continued to problem solve for all of the continuous childcare changes that I had. Basically, we have yet to find a great solution for both of my kids. And now the summer's coming. We have a part-time nanny two, two days a week. Um, But I've managed to basically show up to all of my goals while bouncing in and out of my office to watch my daughter, um, who's 10 months right now. And it's been, I'm just so proud of myself. Yeah. I, I think that I don't rate parenting as one of my greatest skills. I think I really struggle. I'm not the most natural. I I would say I'm very motherly and nurturing in personality, but I I don't love the day-to-day responsibilities of being a mom. I I struggle with it. It feels hard to me. It feels like a chore. And I have found a way to really enjoy mothering the during the baby stage with my daughter in a way that I hadn't quite grasped with my son. And it just feels like a marked improvement. So just wanted to share that for those of you guys who are beating yourselves up because you're a mompreneur and you've got all the things and you're like, oh, my kids, like I have to figure that out. It's like, you're not alone. Listen, we're all figuring this out together. And the more you can be honest with what makes you feel fueled as a mom and what type of hours you want to spend in your business, the more you're going to thrive in both mothering and in your business. Okay. So what successes did I create? Q1, we created 47K in revenue. And I share these numbers, very important to share these numbers, because if you take that number and you multiply it by four, 47K, that does not equal 300K at all. It's 188K. So that is short of the annual goal by $112,000, right? So significantly short, but I am not worried about that. I think sometimes we get too zoomed in and we're like, oh my gosh, no, it's not adding up to my goal business as an entrepreneur is not linear. And so that's why I do recommend that you do set both monthly and quarterly goals, uh, both in tasks and also in revenue, because I knew and expected that with the new business model that I have 
and with the new type of payment plans that I'm setting up, that my cash flow in the first quarter of the year was going to be my lowest quarter and that Q2 and Q3 were going to be my highest quarter. So I expect in receivables in July, 110K, which is my highest by a lot. So I am really excited to execute on Q2 and Q3 and show you guys how nonlinear it is. So stay tuned for the Q2 review and report so that I can share with you kind of what I learned in the process of being in that discomfort of seeing the numbers come in and feeling like, ooh, they our brain wants to say they're lower than I want them to be. This this process of reviewing and zooming out helps you stay calm as the CEO and to just get back to adding value. That's what creates us money, right? Money in the bank is not about us. It's really about the value that we're putting out in the world. And you can't expect yourself to go out and put like un, untainted value in the world if you're so busy focusing on the numbers in a way that you're putting pressure on yourself, right? So we're just removing that pressure by zooming out a little bit, understanding that it's all about value and still looking at the numbers but in a very neutral way. Okay. What skills did I practice and get better at in Q1? I spoke to my new audience. So now I'm speaking to non-business owners, rather people that just have an idea and they want to start creating a business or very baby beginner business owners or side hustlers that want to learn the business. And this is so weird for me because I'm used to talking to you guys like you are just masterful CEOs. I I love to talk to people that are like, yes, I know what's what revenue means. I know what I know how to talk about my business in a more masterful sense. And now I'm getting back to the place where it's just fun and we're, we're figuring out everything um, from the ground floor. So I'm practicing getting better at that. I'm also outlining and creating multiple offers. This is the first time that I'm going to be offering in my business, multiple offers at the same time. I am a little bit uncomfortable here, right? Hopping back and forth, talking about the splash pad, talking about the masterful CEO school. I still got my one-on-one clients. It's new, right? It's a new skill, but I am realizing I can handle it too, right? It's just a new skill. Um, I'm also balancing a new type of scheduling. As I mentioned, have the baby at home and it's so good for you guys that I am in and practicing this because every time I enter a new circumstance within my life, I realize that the scheduling that I teach all my clients, it just works for everyone. There's no type of excuse that you can have that you can come to that this scheduling doesn't fit with the life that you want and the life that you have. And so with a baby at home and a business at this level, I am balancing a new type of scheduling within the scheduling that I teach in the Masterful CEO School. So finally, I did in the first three months of the year, I learned about what's possible for me that I can handle more than one offer. I learned that I can make decisions very quickly and also I can constrain. So now I realized I can make big decisions very quickly. I found my coach and within a matter of three days, I was like, I like her. I want to work with her. How much does it cost? 15K? Done. I rebranded. I was like, 
Hey, Janelle, we're going to rebrand. We're going to do it all ourselves. We're going to take time. We're going to have this mastermind. I'm going to LLC. Oh yeah. How much does it cost? What's the name of the business? What's the decision I want to make? Sincerely future you. Is it masterful CEO school? Sincerely future you. Okay, great. Hired a new accountant. We made these big decisions in the brand very quickly. And it saves so much time to know that decisions aren't big and small because you're never stuck. We make a decision quickly. We move on. This is what it means to be an advanced decision maker. And in reflection of Q1, I realized that, yes, like we've gotten to this new level of being an advanced decision maker. And finally, how can I add fun play and curiosity to the next three months? So we think about moving forward. So I am want to connect with more of my mentors, more of my idols, more of the heavy hitters in my industry. When I, every time I've done this along the way in saying like, I want to get around these type of people. I want to be friends with that person. I want to be around other coaches who are coaching at a higher level. And I did that. And I put myself in that mastermind, my business exploded huge jump immediately surrounding yourself by a deeper thinking wiser person in your industry is always going to up level you so that is my plan in the next three months i'm going to decide which mastermind or coaching i want to be a part of next i'm going to decide which networks and events i want to show up to I'm going to be inviting more exciting guests to the podcast and being on other shows. Um, just going to be bolder in the same way that I told you in the beginning of this episode to be, right? I can incorporate more in person. So now that I'm not nursing anymore, it's time to get back out into the world. Woo! I could do hype sessions and workouts daily. These infuse more creativity in my own life. I can plan more rest. We're going to Costa Rica in July. I am planning out the entire summer for marketing. Um, I can plan out further than one day in advance with my scheduling. I had gotten into that habit. And I'm just noticing you guys um, in all of this review that in order for that to happen, what needs to change? What will I have to stop doing? I'm going to have to stop watching TV for hours every night. You guys, I love TV. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel just ended though. So I think I'm clear. I'm clear now. American Idol's over. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to stop doing the bare minimum business plan. The truth is I've already developed the skill of showing up to my plan. While I do tweak the plan to accommodate the big personal life that I want to have, social events with friends, going to my son's field day, saying yes when my husband suggests a spontaneous date, I don't often adjust the goal. I just make the strategy simpler. But listen, the brain is still the brain. And when left unchecked, your brain is going to seek out efficiencies, which looks like, how can I do less? How can I feel less discomfort? How can I be less at risk? Those are the three questions your brain is asking all of the time. And so I've noticed that even though I set pretty ambitious plans, I can make, I can stretch the plan now at this point to be a little bit bigger and bolder because if the plan is set, I've already developed the skill of committing and showing up to the plan. So now we need to create bolder, tighter plans from the get-go. And that's what I am going to do for Q2. We're going to reassess midway through Q2 in my meeting with my team this week. And we're going to find out where we've been playing it small with the plan. 
All right, you guys. So make sure that you are going and leaving that review if you want to be a part of that goal. But in the meantime, I hope you really got value out of this Q1 review um, because I know that it was really helpful for me to reflect back and see where we can grow. So what's coming up in the world of Sincerely Future You? The splash pad is here. And I want to tell you a little anecdote to explain why I decided to expand and bring you guys this offer. I wanted to work with people wanting to start a business instead of only coaching established business owners. I was in my kitchen cooking dinner yesterday, actually, and I just got an electric salt and pepper grinder. Do you guys have one of these? I was making salmon and I used it for the first time. One click, perfect amount of pepper, no mess, no energy expended, totally freaking unnecessary and first world. I've hand ground pepper and brought pre-ground pepper my whole life. And also, I am never going back. This genius business idea and all genius business ideas, they don't just solve for problems that are needed anymore. They show you how much more delightful, full, bright, funny, thoughtful, luxurious your world can be. Imagine if the inventor of the electric pepper grinder thought, ugh, too hard. Like, I know how to create a tiny motor, but I don't know anything about crafting an offer, building an audience, selling marketing, managing my time. I'll just stay in this nine to five. No, perfect pepper lovers everywhere needed them. An idea is all you need and a desire to create something real from it. So the Splashpad course and the private Facebook community that you get with it are currently available for pre-sale. And I suggest that you join before the 21st because the founding members are going to get a 21st of June. That is, um, we're going to, you're going to get a bonus coaching call where we kick off our ideas together. The Splashpad is not a coaching offer. This is not that weekly commitment that you need um, when you are joining the Masterful CEO School. Listen, you're just starting off. I get it. This is a course. It's something that you're going to have access to for life. And it's going to be backed with that private Facebook community, like I said, where you can gain feedback, share wins, and troubleshoot as you apply the Business 101 that you're learning in the course. So the splash pad is $9.99 and it's got a 30-day money-back guarantee. Money-back guarantees are on all of my products because I just really feel if it isn't worth every penny that you're paying for something, you should get your money back. There's too many scams out there and I don't want anyone wasting their time wondering, is this going to be worth it or not? Test it out and see. There's literally zero risk. Show future you that you have her back and join the splash pad at sincerelyfutureyou.com so we can finally get that idea out there, not just to the world at large, but to me. Do you have a pepper grinder level idea? I want to buy it. Okay. So I will be your first client. Okay. You guys, I cannot stress the importance of doing quarterly check-ins with your business. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I love preparing it for you. Even doing this outline for you guys, it helped me notice where I'm not being meticulous. Habits that I've brought from postpartum actually into now. My daughter's almost going to be 11 months. And while it's still technically postpartum, I'm seeing where my brain has settled into this place and said, okay, this is the new normal. 
No, there is no new normal. This is evolution, right? Human beings are meant to evolve. We're meant to get better. And this whole review is meant to help us. It's data. Remember, in the future, our goals are already done. So don't use any of what you review in Q1 against you. We're going to use it to help propel you and show you where you got to get back at it. If you need, just go back and listen to that hype sesh in the beginning of the episode, get hype and go deliver value. Have a beautiful weekend, my friends. Hey, hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to what's happening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening, W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening, W-Jets. Again, that's happy, H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G. And book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.